All right, Oa. How's it going? A warm welcome to the second episode of News with Brews. You're listening to Alex, Dan, and me, Jamo, and we will be taking you through this week's news. We wanted to start by saying a huge thanks to everyone that's listening. Your support on our first pod was unbelievable, and we're all very touched by the response you've given so far. Right then, let's get to it. So this week, I think we should start off with uh, homosexual lions. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. What, so, what is the crack then? With these I, yeah, I mean, this popped up the other day. I was on the train. And uh, this come from, comes from a Kenyan official. Homosexual lions learned it from copying gay tourists. <laughs> so it's literally... They're in, there's, yeah, they're in this, like, safari zone in, in Africa. And apparently there's more and more gay lions. Male on male. Doing the, doing the biz. So, uh, and it hasn't gone down very well with the Kenyans, obviously. So they're blaming it on gay tourists coming over and... <laughs> Well, practically, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. So, and uh, angry Aussie, as a uh, tweet today, it's great. Personally, I say hats off to the gay tourists who were willing to fuck in front of lions. Yeah, <laughs> who, who's got the balls to start oh, shagging God. in front of lions? Yeah, right? exactly. Like Barry, I've got a good idea. The lions looking at that and Let's thinking, get at it. "Why is my meal shagging itself?" Yeah. There, you know what I mean. I, don't even know where to start. Did they think, well, we'll just give it a bash ourselves, and the Kenyans are just going to be like, that's horrendous. Like, what What kind of tourists are these coming over here and bumming in front of our lions? <laughs> How can a lion tell if people are homosexual? That's what I don't understand. Well, that's what that guy claims, that they were bumming in front of a lion. <laughs> They'd be like, do you know what I mean? Monkey see, monkey do. Can, 100%. But can we say bumming? Yeah, we can say bumming. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's fine. Um, yeah, the lions just must have an amazing gay da because... <laughs> I don't know what it is if they've just been inspired by by the gays so male lions have started bumming each other after gay only safaris is that a thing? only gays allowed on this safari maybe the Kenyans or at least one Kenyan was just trying to like broaden the, like, the tourist horizon so just did a gay safari and at that point <laughs> they're all bumming on the truck the lions have watched it just like oh you know what that looks alright that. Yeah, like, there's, yeah, not, that there's not many females around, so let's give this a whirl instead kind of thing, right? Maybe this is what David Attenborough should be concentrating on. Not humans shooting lions. And here we have a couple of gay lions at it in the middle of the safari. They they got it from the tourists, we think. No, I mean, not and like... here in Kenya, the first homosexual lion bums the second male lion. Where did they learn it? It must have been the gays. I don't mean like... Ridiculous. Oh, I've got lost train of thought. No, as in... The fight for Pride Rock, or should we say Pride Cock, is on. Pride Cock! <laughs> oh, no. We're Do down you know, the path already. Do you know Lion King, right? Do you know Scar's got that huge scar across his face? because oh. he tried to bum Mufasa, and Mufasa just, like, clawed his face. He was having none of it. Oh, absolutely no chance. So what I was saying... Is all the nature programs like humans kill lions and stuff like that? Maybe like the problem isn't humans killing lions. It's the fact that they're not breeding, they're bumming. So that's why their species are dying out. Yeah, so no babies. If you are gonna poach lions, only poach the gay ones. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? (laughs) That's fair all around. Do you know what I mean? 
Poachers can still have their fun. There's, there's going to be a new meaning to the word pride of lions now, you know that? <laughs> Gay pride. It's just lions everywhere with rainbow flags. No, it wouldn't su- would not surprise me seeing a, seeing a uh, what's it, what they do? The parade. Yeah, parade about that. It would not surprise me. Literally pride cock. Brilliant. Pride cock. <laughs> Oh, that actually brings me into a second a second part about lions talking about Mufasa. Oh, go on. Um, the the guy that played Simba in the '94 Lion King is dead. No, he's not dead. All oh, right, Jesus. He's alright. It's like I got dark, didn't it? Yeah. Um, well, the headline was it was, for, it was from the Metro, powerful newspaper. Uh, the Lion King star raking in Disney money after turning down Simba fee. So he voiced Simba in '94, and his mom. Uh, was saying in this interview that he got offered, I think it was three million or something for the part. Which at first, obviously, yeah, crack on. That's like, a lot of money. Yeah, because he was like eight years old or something at the time. And uh, she decided to turn it down. She went, actually, I think this is going to take off. So she signed, they, I think they got like 100, 100 grand or something, 150 grand for making the film. But then they were able to uh, claim royalties like what well, forever really it's class and uh, yeah they're still claiming royalties now and they've claimed like something like 80 million or something in royalties over the past 20 years one insane. investment which is insane like with the release of the the new CGI Lion King um, they've absolutely smashed it like out of the park it's just come back around and he said that even like 10 years on after the film when everything had died down and way before the, the new movie that's come out they were like I'm still happy to get the the checks through the door, like reading The Lion King. And he's like, well, that I've made mad. it. Yeah, what an investment! So good. I think it was one of you two that told me who the highest earning um, actor was in all the Star Wars movies from royalties. No. Have a guess. Who do you think out of every Star Wars movie that's been made, who's been paid the most since Star Wars began? Uh, it's, it's going to be, J- it's gonna be James. Is it James Earl Jones who played Darth Vader? That's the what voice I thought. of Darth Vader. Yeah. Liam Neeson. No, it's not Liam Neeson. Samuel L. Jackson. Not Sam L. Either. Oh wow. That ledge. It's not him. It's a weird one. Harrison Ford. Nope. What? Oh, what's his name? Ewan McGregor. No, not even Ewan. The guy that does R two D two. No. Chewie. Not Chewie. Oh. You'd have to pay me a lot to get in that fucking suit, man. Jesus. Bit warm. Scorchy. Yeah, proper. Scorch. Oh, God. That was well you, isn't it? You're welcome, Kieran. No, go on, tell okay, us. There's quite a few characters. Wait. R2D2. No, no, that midget. Oh, God. It's not that. What's it? Um, what's the guy's name? Which guy? Well, oh, right, I'll tell Indiana you. Indiana Jones guy. Harrison yeah, Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. No. No. I'll tell you, it's the guy who played. Obi-Wan Kenobi in the old films. Ben Kenobi, the old dude. Oh, yeah. Because when they were drawing up a contract and they offered him a lot of pay, Star Wars was like nothing. It was not known before, right? So he said, I just want 1% of royalties from the, ma- from, the, from the movies, all Star Wars movies. And he's got 1%. Look at him now, like billion. Alec billions Guinness. Billion. That's it. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. That's it. So yeah, old Ben Kenobi, rich bastard. He was powerful in the first movie, wasn't he? Dead, not mine, but he was rich as fuck for a while. <laughs> All right, <laughs> he, well, had good, uh, he had a good yeah. life, old yeah, Ben. Thank you. First rich for a while. Child obesity. So Big let me one. get the uh, part on the pun. Already, wow! <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. Quite right. 
Hands. <laughs> 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 you know. off the scale of it. Are those toffee pennies you're talking about? <laughs> Dame Sally Davis. Anyone have any idea? Yeah, Big Sal, hell of a girl. Yeah, she's well, Big Sal. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> she played. Do you know uh, Little Britain, the woman who did the Weight Watcher scenes in that? She played a. Did she? No, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I thought that was like a really great fact. No, like it was something Matt Lucas, isn't it? You know, the, oh, yeah, it's like, anybody was. know Dust, that one. Dust. Dust. Anybody know <laughs> Dust. She's literally like, hello, fatties. This is brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So Dame Sally Davis um, was, well, is currently the chief medical officer, weirdly, for England, not the UK, for England. England. I think right. everything else is UK, isn't it? It's very weird that... Yeah. Anyway... So she's stepping down, and her last report as Chief Medical Officer for England, she started off by boldly saying that there should be a ban on eating whilst public transport, because it um, contributes to obesity. Right, okay, so I think, firstly, that's bollocks. That's not going to solve the problem, is it? Because as soon as he steps off the bus, fatty can still eat his donut, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and obviously if they put a ban in, it's against everyone. Like, no eating no eating on a train to work or whatever else. And for some people, that train journey to work, commuters, say, getting up in Birmingham and taking the train down to London, that's the only couple of hours that they've got to grab a bit of breakfast, have a coffee, whatever else. I think that's ridiculous. It's like part of their downtime to chill is on the train or on the bus. Yeah. I think it's to stop. Like, I understand her point. I don't know whether going as extreme with that will help, but obviously the point is is that a lot of people don't have healthy home-cooked meals or go and buy healthy food to sit on public transport. If you look across a train, a bus, what do you see? Mackey's, Greg's, mm. like all the shit food that kids shouldn't eat, but all of the adults on that public transport are eating that. So probably a little bit contributes towards that. And I think that ban stops the culture in a way. Obviously, it's very extreme, but I still think you know, like it could, be, could work. I think part of the problem is um, shit food is so much cheaper than healthy food. Even if you try and buy a healthy snack, all right, you can get fruit cheap. That's pretty much it, though, right? If you're going to buy a healthy meal, it's normally a bit more expensive. Or you can grab a pasty from Greg's for, like, a quid. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's, a lot of it is to do with the pricing and the convenience of convenience shit food. Convenience and, the, obviously, the ability to cook as well. Like, that's... Uh, obviously... You know, people who work in hospitality and whatever else, if they have a good idea, chefs, obviously. But we're not all chefs. We can't all cook. And some people just go to the, the fast foods just just because they yeah. purely don't have the ability. It's true. Or just out of laziness. Like, as a student, I would literally eat pizza every day because I could just whack it in the oven. Didn't have to worry about it. Or get a takeaway because I was just too lazy to cook. I think it is laziness trumps everything else. I don't think... Like, if... I don't think it's expensive, that more expensive to eat healthy. It's not. I think it's a really easy thing to say that. If you go to Mackey's and get a meal, seven quid, you've got a burger, chips and a drink. Yeah. Like you could cook a really healthy meal for a lot less than that. Get yourself down to Aldi, you could get a load of load of stuff for a fiver. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Aldi's Nothing class. food related. Yeah, no, yeah. Aldi's absolutely You could get a pool for the garden. <laughs> Too fat to get in. <laughs> awesome. Buy a gazebo in Aldi as well. So you mint. 20 quid for a gazebo. Class. Brilliant. Well, so I um, think part of the problem, again, is how busy our lifestyles are and this culture. We're in a very like work oriented culture. 
and there's just less time and maybe you don't want to spend your free time cooking I actually enjoy it now I enjoy cooking food yeah me too but I find it relaxing yeah when you're working a lot of people work crazy hours and I think the last thing you want to do is spend time cooking at home especially if you're a chef you know what I mean Double-edged yeah. sword there. Eh? I've just been cooking for 300 fuckers today, but I'm going to go home now and cook food for me and the missus. No thanks, get me a Chinese instead. 100%. Sounds familiar. Um, I think with the kids, though, obviously she's aiming at the kids, the child obesity and stuff like that. I think for the sake of the kids, obviously parents need to have that sort of that sort of pride about what they're giving to their kids and just be a little bit more aware. And yeah, all right, it, it takes the piss to go shopping after work and cook a nice meal or whatever else but well, that's what that's where the child obesity comes from isn't it like yeah just, if you you can't be asked to cook something for your kids and that's problem. that yeah if yeah, you yeah, actually care about your kids you don't drive them to Mackey's every day it's all your fault parents um well on this as well so uh obviously the food on public transport the other big thing that is uh banning i think it was pretty much all junk food advertisement Mm. which I think is massive. So there's so much which is weird. Like what she um, reports on the correlation between junk food and sport. Like McDonald's has sponsored so much football. McDonald's sponsored the Olympics, mate. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely mad. ridiculous. Mm. Like, oh, do you just run a 5K race? Grab yourself a Big Mac. Do you know what I mean? It's bollocks. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like how they can allow it, it's obviously because there's massive amounts of money in there. Yeah. How the can you have McDonald's sponsoring the fucking Olympics? It's like Sugar Puff sponsoring diabetes research. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it is possible to cut it though. They did cut it. I mean, look at Formula One for instance. With um, it, Formula One was paid for by cigarettes, tobacco sales across the world. How many cars did you see with Camel or Marlboro or whoever? Like, yeah. That huge, huge, huge. Formula One is still going. Formula One is still a multi-billion pound sport. I agree. I think football can do it as well. I, well, or other sports. I yeah. think all junk food should be all advertisement for junk food should be banned. Mm. Like, I agree with that report. hundred. I know it's all money, and again, like money makes everything happen, and they pay that money. You know, just take a stand. Not even permanently ban. Take a year, and just see what happens to the figures in obesity. So like. This come from her highlighting these figures. So, currently, one in three children uh, classes overweight or or obese, and one point two million children in England, so not the UK, England, are in need of medical help for obesity. Charles Vanell, fatty. That's insane. It's ridiculous. The the talk about the advertising actually, I heard on the radio. It was a few few months ago now, in fact, that. Um, Oasis, the guys who make Oasis the soft drink, um, they put an advertisement on the radio saying, we won't advertise anymore, providing our sales don't drop from what they are at the moment. So keep buying Oasis and you won't have to hear us talk about it on the radio. And I think that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, fair enough. It's a good way of getting it out there, I guess. Yeah. That was a powerful ad. I was like, oh, fair play. And I haven't heard of an ad or seen an ad since. And when I'm taking it, they're still doing all right. <laughs> What was, like, I think, a step in the right direction towards reducing the obesity levels, especially in children, is the sugar tax. Because yeah. sugar is probably the main cause of obesity, right? Yeah, And 100%. sugar tax, no, everywhere is doing the soft drinks, the Pepsis, and they're all sugar-free because nobody wants to pay the extra, right? Yeah, but and replace it with aspartame or whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? Well, this links slightly to Bojo. <laughs> oh, <because> Bojo. <laughs> 
he brought in Twat. the sugar tax. It was his thing as mayor of London was sugar tax, mm. and it's up for uh, the whole policy is up for renewal this year. <laughs> so as soon as the Brexit deals are over with, he goes straight back into sugar tax, which I think he's taxing more on. So for all this stuff, we take the piss like sugar taxes, bojo. It could be, before you back his corner, you. I'm saying we are concerned about obese kids, but all Boris sees there is how can you get more fucking tax off people like us? He's not thinking, oh yeah, this is a real issue, childhood obesity. He's yeah. thinking, oh yeah, look, let's charge these bastards an extra 10 pence on each can of coke. It's like the pasty tax, mate. It's absolutely ridiculous, right? I don't think it matters, his it, intention. No, I think it, it doesn't, but I'm just saying no. before your back is like morality... I don't back his morality. I just back the fact that he's done it. I couldn't care why he's done it. I couldn't care why he's done it because he's getting an extra four mil from Pepsi every year like in his back pocket to fund his campaigns. I don't care. Mm. If he's stopping obese children and making people open their eyes a little bit, whether that's intentional or not, it's working. Yeah. So I back that. Right, fair enough. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't think anyone backs right, slight morality. nod to Boris there, but I'm having none of it. Yeah. <laughs> You still a bozo, Bojo. Bozo, <laughs> oh, Hashtag bozo, Bojo. I can get that trending. Yeah, why not? Brilliant. Um, talking about Bojo, he's hasn't he presented his uh, his sort of draft deal to the EU, yeah. and the it was touching on what we said last week about why can't we just join the EU again. I think they the listened e- last week. Yeah, they and did. They cut it right I think out. They did because the EU have turned around and said the heads of they said if well, they're not going to extend Brexit anymore, you're not going to get an extension. The only way you'll get an extension on Brexit from the 31st of October is if you have another referendum or a general election. It's like they've, is that all, is that what we want? Will it all be for nothing? They've put the ball back in our court now, haven't they? Exactly. Which they seem really good at, by the way, because they know it's our problem to sort. And we're sort of trying to like push it onto onto their side. But <coughs> not a tangent too much, back to what you're saying, yeah. So there's never gonna be a deal for thirty first of October. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Not a chance. Not. Absolutely not. not a chance. So yeah, maybe another referendum or a general election will come our way. If a general general election is probably the more likely of the two, I don't think there'll be a, they'll just jump at another it's, referendum straight away. So He's already not. lost the majority vote of the House of Commons, hasn't he? Yeah. So I think, yeah, it would just be a general election, um, no vote in confidence, all that sort of stuff. And then we'll get another Prime Minister and then they'll give it a bash till April. And yeah, go from there. Personal question, boys, who would you vote for in an election now? No judgment, obviously. Was it candidate or party? Party. <sighs> it's difficult because it's, it's difficult. all up in the air. Everyone, the moment, isn't it? everyone changes their tune. They change... They changed their their policies and they changed their ideas and that like I changed my socks, so once once every, a week, once every three days. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they do like you know. I think before the last election, the, the um, before Boris came in, I think Green Party was one that that really stood out for me because obviously they were they were kicking off the ones to be big hitters in um, against climate change and all that sort of stuff, and I quite like that idea, but. It's a weird At the end of the day, I, I feel. do I just have to choose who I want to be Prime Minister, 
based on climate change and stuff like that. I don't mm. think any political views came across really that I'd, I'd back at the moment. I, I think it's pe- a shame, really. People should be careful voting too much about who they want to be prime minister because ultimately, in the way our system works, the prime minister isn't the man who makes all the decisions. He's it's the not, puppet. Yeah. He's the voice. Vote for the yeah. party whose principles you like agree with the most, rather than who's at the pinnacle. Because party politics as we have them it's just like it's a show isn't it like properly it's the face of yeah, the party it's, it's like a theatre yeah it is it's just, yeah it is all a show it it's just a gimmick so on that I put myself out I'd vote Labour always have always would Ooh. 100% there's a lot of, can you always uh, say always a lot of people well yeah I don't know about always but I mean there's a lot of people saying now that um, ask the same questions you just asked us to be honest who would you vote for and they go to be honest we just look at the piece of paper and Put a random random X in a random box. No one's really paying attention to it anymore, which yeah, is fair. which is a bit shit, really. Like, how are you ever supposed to get something successful for the country if no one's even? See, I saw a good. An I saw someone do a good talk about this, and it was if if we could eventually get everyone to think that actually they're taking that box is going to make a difference, then people would actually go with what they want, and it would change. Because people don't vote because they think it's not going to make a difference. And it's like a third of the population. But if these people were convinced that they could make a difference, that extra third of people would vote, and it would have a big difference on the outcome, I think. I think, though, that, again, what we touched on last week is, like, there's no confidence in really any of the politicians. Every paper picks a side, and they just smear the other party. And it's all about what they've done in their past. None of it really touches on policies. There's... No. Except for, I think if you follow parties on social media, they obviously tweet about their policies and, and what they want to do. Uh, if you obviously ignore the comments, because the comments are just the other parties and the people that support them just like giving them shit. Yeah. But like, there's no actual like media channel that accurately portrays, I think, what the parties want to get across. So I think that's why a lot of people don't vote, is because they probably buy three papers on a Sunday, one says this... One says the complete opposite, and one's page three. Yeah, that's the like, problem. They're, they're basing their opinions on papers that's printed for and by these parties anyway. It's, yeah, it's, it's just and, so biased. Like we just said about theatre, like it's just a massive gimmick to a lot of people. It is. Like, a lot of people just don't have any confidence in the parties, in the leaders. Whereas, like, I think, well, 10, 20 years ago, uh, obviously, a lot, I think a lot more people voted and a lot more people took it seriously. Whereas at the moment, obviously, the whole Brexit thing, the whole, like, every two minutes there's a scandal with a politician. Just like, trying just, everyone out, isn't it? Everyone's just getting fucking bored yeah. of it now, that's it. I didn't say who I'd vote. Wait, did you say who you'd vote? They said Green Party, I don't count. Labour. 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 Done. Yeah. Conservative. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah, and we're just oh, me, that me and James's years went up then, just you know, heads turned. Exactly. <laughs> the working class Dan would vote Conservative. So, big one this week, obviously the England game against Bulgaria and the huge amount of racism in football at the moment, uh, especially in that game. What, I mean, what do you think, boys? As a team, I'm surprised they didn't just call a game off there and then or just refuse to play. Well, I'm annoyed at that situation because prior to the game, Harry Kane stated that any racist chants or racism towards the players, he will lead them off the pitch. So I don't know whether 
didn't because he had fear during the game or that he was instructed not to. But don't come out with a statement like that. Back it, get everyone to back you. And then within 10 minutes of the game, there are monkey chants, there are Nazi salutes, is play on. Yeah, I think it's because of the, the new laws and stuff at the moment. Yeah, he should have backed himself up with that comment, obviously. But new laws in football, any form of racist comments, whatever else, the referee just pulls the game. Let's chat with the managers, let's know what's going on. Players have a little drink break, come off, and just leave the crowd stewing, really, and just getting irate because they're not watching any football. Hopefully that people are just piped down a little bit, you know? But it's like the crowd get to stay in the ground after they do these like racist gestures, and they still get to carry on and watch the rest of the game, which I think is completely wrong, to be honest. Like, you cancel that game, and then you've got to give them, like, behind closed doors matches. Well, that's what they have been doing. But, you know, I don't think it's effective. Any of the governing bodies in football, I just don't think they care enough. Like, I actually don't. Like, there are so many serious steps that you could take. If this was a business, it'd be cut out immediately. People would be fired. Like, CEOs would lose jobs. They'd be, it'd be all over every page. It'd be massive. But for some reason in football, uh, Bulgaria, every single person commented on it going into the game that they're going to get racially abused. Why did that game go ahead? I think what you got to think of is as well, like this, the, the battle against racism and stuff is huge now in England. Obviously, it has been for years now. You know, respect, the, the armbands, the whatever else that we wear. To, it's just a farce. Oh, yeah, I know. But I mean, I think, to be honest, the it's it's against the Eastern European teams and the that I suppose are ill-educated towards racism. They're a little bit behind the times. They don't really have the kind of education that we have and the upbringing with um, multiracial, uh, as a multiracial country um, like England, you know, it, it just doesn't really exist in Bulgaria and, and other Eastern European countries. But it still exists in England. Yeah. Wasn't it last year they threw banana peels on the pitch at the Arsenal game? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Mm. It's embarrassing. But if it's... that happens at a game, call the game off immediately. Get those people out. There is enough CCTV footage and enough cameras in the stadium to be able to focus on stuff like that. There are control rooms with like 30 police officers in that scan the crowd at all times. The difference is, though, is in this country now, and I feel like the general public sort of attitude is that racism's on the decline massively in this country. It's frowned upon to be racist. People know it's wrong. And I feel like if you're in a football stadium in this country, whoever your team is, and you see people doing racist chants or gestures, I feel like a lot of the public would be like, what the fuck are you playing at? Like, this is wrong. And even if not, these people get banned and they get identified and singled out and they get life bans from games. And you were saying earlier, we need drastic measures to sort of stamp out the racism. The Bulgarian president raided the Bulgarian Football Association today. And they, like, arrested a lot of the top chiefs in the Bulgarian Football Association. And he's saying that head of the FA that has to step down yeah he has stepped down yeah. officially stepped down so that, that's a drastic measure and it's got to start from the top it's too late yeah it is they shouldn't let that game go ahead mm, I, I and agree. the manager comments after the game how can someone be so pig ignorant I don't understand like his comments have to go I was concentrating too much on the game I didn't hear the racist chants you what it come on full of shite come like 100% on. that's ridiculous it really is so yeah, we've had a little bit on the forty racism. Yeah, we're all in agreement, really. That, yeah, it's just, yeah, ro- it's it's just wrong. It's, it just needs to be more extreme. It's out of order. Just cut it out while you can. It's that's backwards. It. 
but stop we being dicks. I feel like we're getting there, but there's still a lot, lot to be done before we completely stamp it out, you know? Like, but I think it's getting there. Long way Slowly but steadily. A little bit on football racism still. Go ahead. The new Coventry City kit oh, oh, celebrates yes. 40 years of two-tone. Uh, I think a percentage of the um, kit sales go to the Kick It Out charity, which is like the racist charity in the in the UK, um, which is an unbelievable kit. Everyone should immediately go online, and if they haven't seen that kit, go online. It's the one you kit. bought. It's a boy, yeah. Queued up. Queued up for hours. Did it? Yeah. That's class. <laughs> it's sick. It's an unbelievable kit. Yeah, so obviously the roots in Coventry, um, the specials and the two-tone movement and stuff, so it just pays tribute to that. And the proceeds go to kick it out, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's bang on that. I like that. The kit is class as well. Uh, black and white colours. Swansea City, Jack Army! Love it, huh? <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll take that. Oh, God. Awesome. Actually, I think we should move on, sort of football-related, um, to talking about the detective, Wagatha Christie. Wagatha Christie. My ding, word. ding, 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 ding. Let's get ready to rumble. Rebecca Vardy versus Colleen Rooney. Oh, my Lord. The claws are out. Have you heard of this tribe? It's absolutely ridiculous. So, Go on. Colleen Rooney's kicked off rotten over Twitter. Just gone straight out of their social media and accused Rebecca Vardy of selling stories to the press um, about uh, Colleen Rooney and Wayne Rooney, which has led to like a load of like funny memes and things like that. Just a general piss take of the pair, really. Yeah, but do you know how she did it? Which is amazing. Incredible. So what she did, um, started sharing stuff on Instagram, but only to a certain amount of people. And then realised that they're actually her friends, but the... Um, what she was sharing was still getting into the press and still getting into like all the papers and stuff. So she, um, so she started to whittle down a list, sorry, and started like slowly taking people out of who she was sharing it to, who she was sharing it to. Then created fake stories and only shared it to Rebecca Vardy, who she suspected was behind it all along. Uh, and then shared fake stories and then papers started publishing those fake stories obviously because they thought they were real because they had a reliable source via Rebecca Vardy were they actually friends yeah. before yeah, yeah. well apparently like, say for loose friends oh, yeah. I think and wags all hate each other don't if they? you've got a dispute like that why would you say it over, over Twitter like I think I, it's brilliant I think it's, it's ridiculous it's like it's just asking for attention for me like if you've got Something like that's happening. It's a personal thing. Get over there and talk to him. You know, knock her out. Fucking teach her a lesson. You don't have to, like, put it on Twitter for everyone to see, cause a riot about something. It's, I think it's madness. Yeah, if someone said that. If, if I had a little bit of uh, an inkling that you were doing something like that, then I'd give you a call and be like, yeah. oh, mate, um, <coughs> what have you, you been saying? Huh? Yeah, you wouldn't tweet to me, would you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the fuck? No, I prefer <laughs> it all spilling out over so <coughs> This is how these people stay relevant. Yeah, obviously, they want to be the I love press it. I absolutely. You're, like, you're a Love Island watcher, aren't you? Never watched it. Right, fair. Mm, okay. I'll take um, it back. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. But loads of people have jumped on the bandwagon as well. Like It's been everywhere. Netflix straight away jumped on it by uh, tweeting uh, we're going to have to make a documentary about this aren't we <laughs> 100% David Attenborough to comment it exactly which yeah. is great well, I want to see a fight like like a WWE like tag team of Colleen and Wayne versus Jamie oh my and God. Rebecca brilliant I think that'd be brilliant that's the way to settle the whole thing <laughs> fighting over a, like a WKD whack a chair oh. over a head 
It'd be brilliant. Innocent have uh, released uh, a new smoothie called Bolt from the Blue, and their their advertising campaign was the only thing the only thing juicier than Colleen versus Rebecca. Nice, <laughs> so brilliant. I like that. Yeah, it's right. on the cheese. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Your cousin love it. Your dad jokes everywhere. <laughs> Big fan of the cheese, me. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Yeah, it's cla- I love stuff like that when celebrities come at each other like over social media. I think it's brilliant. It's just funny, like yeah. um, Noel Gallagher and Lewis Capaldi's food. Oh, it's that's magic. great! It's funny as that fun. is great. When he come uh, come out, was it Glass? So yeah, Glasso. Yeah, we was playing the video of Noel slating him. It's just, <laughs> this is brilliant. It came on at a park, uh, wearing glasses and a bucket hat. He's not been. He's been pictured as well, Lewis Capaldi, having a sesh with. Noel Gallagher's daughter. Yeah, his daughter. Yeah. Sending him a selfie, I think, on Twitter. Oh, I love that. And she was kissing him. Oh, that's brilliant. Kissing him on the uh, on the on the cheek. I was out for a kick in the nuts. That's yeah. fucking brilliant. Proper. <laughs> yeah, that's class. That. I enjoy that a lot. And then Liam Gallagher recorded a video on his Twitter, and he was eating uh, soup with a fork because <laughs> I think he took the piss out the Scots Nolly and something about it. eating soup with forks or something. So Liam Gallagher's like. I like Scottish, I do. I love the Scots. And he's eating, he's eating soup, the fork. Is that a diss? Is that a diss to Scottish yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. Lewis Capaldi, I think you're all right. <laughs> Ooh, what accent was that? Sunshine. <laughs> Brilliant. Lewis Capaldi, we talked about him last week, actually. I think he'd be in my top three people in the world who I'd invite to have a beer with, to have a sesh with. We still need to get him on the show. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Needs to come over Yeah, Lewis, if, if you are listening, mate, get involved. Like, I think you'll have a right laugh, yeah? We've got the Carlins in. We've got fucking forks ready for the soup as well. <laughs> <laughs> ready to go. We'll even get Noel's daughter around. Yeah, no, you that as well. Give, uh, give Liam a, a shout as well. <laughs> Join in the party. Why not? He'll be well up for that. Let's move on to... Well, back to a previous thing we talked about. Well, last week. Veganism. <laughs> Veganism. Are we? Are we going there again? Yeah, yeah I think so. Because yeah, because straight after we've recorded that last week, I had another headline pop up from the uh, from the mirror this time. A little bit better than the sun, but not by loads. Um, <laughs> there's a vegan woman, and she reported her friend to the police who fed her, her chicken nuggets when she was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but did she actually like phone the police? Yeah, she found a video of a friend feeding the meat and mocking her online. And just like you know, taking the piss here. Hey, my vegan friend, she's eating chicken nuggets. And obviously, Sharon was fucking off a nut. <laughs> Sharon dro- drooling over McNuggets. Found the video the next day, and she yeah, she reported it to the police. My word, they can't. Like, they can't have been good friends in the first place. If her friends are feeding her chicken nuggets, and be if you went to the police from what your friends did to you. No, I think the best of friends would do something like that. Yeah, yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. I think actually they must get on so well but, because if you were a vegan, I'd a hundred percent put chicken nuggets in your mouth. Would you? hundred percent. Yeah, massively. You thought all the time, me, fella. Okay, but as the vegan, I would not then call the police. That's what I meant to say just now. Is well, I think if you're a vegan, you've probably got that fucking mindset, haven't you? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think you would call the police. It's just a bit of a cunt, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping the sea bombs in. Oh dear! Does that come out eventually? We held no, off like I, an hour. But I think that is a mindset that doesn't higher power a little bit, doesn't they? Oh, Mister, save the fucking world! Fuck off! Like you, then hundred percent report you to the police for stuff like that. It's fucking embarrassing. Wet. So uh, this young guy, he, I think he was only about eighteen or something. Um, he. He went out on the mega sesh. I mean, we all love the mega sesh. 
and he woke up a hundred miles from home, surrounded by sheep, <laughs> with a four hundred pound Uber bill after a night out. Where was he? Wales. Sounds uh, like a wet dream for me. It ended honest. up in what's that? Kirkwood Bright? Is that a play? Yeah, Kirkwood Bright. It's yeah. known for a sheep. It's Lovely really well around there. Yeah. Where is it? Tremendous. Southwest, I think. Is it? Is it West Country? I think. Yeah. There you go then. Wales. No. Oh. Yeah, you got a fucking clue. No, I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you then. It's Scotland. Yeah, but if I woke up in, in somewhere called Kirkabright, I wouldn't have a fucking clue where I was either. But yeah, a hundred mile round, a hundred mile trip, uh, £400 Uber bill, and there's photos of him, he's put on his Snapchat, like, check my location, what the hell happened to me? Like, it's just in the middle of fucking nowhere, look, off his nut. <laughs> How old is he? Like, God, it looks he like looks so mine. young, he's yeah. 17. Yeah. I remember my first night out. I remember my first Carlin. Uber driver just left him where? Just in the fucking. F- How did an Uber driver get into the field? Oh, How did he put in, in location to there? Do you know what I mean? Like an Uber. He must have zoomed out on his map, and he must have just gone. Dude. Oh well, dude. You're fucked as well. If it's your own fault, if you type the location in wrong, then you've had it, haven't you? Yeah. You can't like claim anything back or say you were pissed. It's just not having it. I've had a bad experience with Uber once. Go on. I. Was pissed going home, tipped some kebab on the floor, tipped some of my kebab on the floor, right? As you do. Yeah, I literally cleaned every speck of kebab up, took it out of the car with me, but the, the Uber driver must have found like one piece of Dona kebab meat somewhere, because when I checked the bill, it was 60 quid for cleaning charges the next you day. What? I was fucking outraged, right? It's Can a good kebab, but with 60 quid. Yeah, I got it back. I got 40 quid back, because he mm. took pictures of the kebab on the floor. Of one piece of Donami. And he must have moved it and took another picture and used the same piece. Because they charged me a cleaning fee for a kebab, even though I cleaned That's it That's insane. Yeah, it is. Brilliant. That's outrageous. So yeah, fuck Uber. It's all all away. They give you discounts as well. Big fan. So there's this guy, he, uh, he tweeted this thing. He, he went for the drive-thru at McDonald's. So his, his, his tweet was, uh, so I was in McDonald's drive-thru this morning and the lady behind me honked and started shouting at me because I was taking so long to order. Oh my God, I've seen this. This is great. So, you know, some people need some patience before. It's like, so I paid for her food. I moved up and she leaned out the window looking all crazy at me because the server told her I'd pay for her food. She felt embarrassed, as you would, if someone had paid for your food after being rude to them. So when I got to the second window to get my food, I showed the server both receipts and I took her food. <laughs> I pay for it. It's mine. Now she has to wait even longer. So I hump my horn and scream back, patience is a virtue, bitch. <laughs> Oh, She's gonna learn a real hard lesson today. That is fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. Class. That guy's angry. Incredible. Isn't he? Absolutely no. class. Like, I love that. If someone that, has that actually happened. Yeah, that's yeah. actually happened. Yeah, that's a real story. Oh, hats off to that guy. Fuck me. You gotta be in what kind of pissed off state you gotta be to prove a point like that, and actually go through the effort. So, I love it. I love the commitment. I think that's brilliant. It's like the perfect, like, it's like perfect payback, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's calculated. The guy's obviously a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's definitely murdered so he's someone. Got, he's done that before. He knows what he's doing, doesn't yeah. he? Fucking hell. Uh, another funny he- headline I saw is the, um, have you heard from the uh, infamous son? Oh, uh, Jesus. Here we go. Dan's favourite newspaper. A man who grew breasts after taking an autism drug has been given £6 billion in damages. Like... How much are my tits worth? <laughs> yeah, who's saying this? I'd literally, well, I'd literally grow tits for six billion. This is in the UK. This is in the UK. Yeah, it was uh, Johnson and Johnson. 
who uh, who got sued for it. Okay. Yeah, who gave him a drug for autism, and it gave him some tits, and yeah, <laughs> six billion. Like, is that that's obscene? That, Surely not. There's going to be trannies everywhere claiming they're autistic now, isn't there? This was on the sun, by the way, so take it with a pinch of salt. Right. Yeah. Okay. It might be, I don't know, £6 billion worth of baby wipes off Johnson & Johnson or... Are we just assuming it's that company? No, autism. They produce no, no, autism there's, drugs. There's a photo on there as well. So, autism drugs and baby wipes. Apparently, yeah. And no tears shampoo. Exactly. But I'll give you a nice pair of tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win, really. Yeah. So we'll move on to some inspiring news. The powerful Kenyan long-distance runner, Eli. Ah, Elliot Kipchog. Eli, that's fine. Um, Brett, the records did a marathon under two hours. That is absolutely insane. Was that him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. Guy. He's fucking smashed it, hasn't he? Wow. How? How has he done it? The stats that came out after it. He ran the 200 metres. He ran 200 metres every 17 seconds. Yes, 100 metres. He's running at... 200 metres every 17 seconds. 13 miles an hour, constantly, for two hours. Yeah. They're fucking joking me. That's my sprint, that is. That's me sprinting for two hours straight. Is he like... Is he new um, marathon runner? No. No, He's 34 years of age. Is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's 34. And he currently holds the world record as well. It was like two two hours and four seconds or something. So he knocked like 20 seconds off his his previous world record. It wasn't, unfortunately, recorded as a new world record because it wasn't an official race, which is a bit shit. But if he already holds the current one, I, I doubt he's too pissed off about it I've heard the way they got him to run that much faster was they set a gay lion off after him (laughs) (laughs) he was so mad about the the gay lions in Kenya just wanted to prove a point (laughs) I'm out of here see ya (laughs) didn't want to get bummed by a lion (laughs) so you ran as fucking fast as hell running away from pride cock (laughs) you do not get to just leave this job Comes over here to make a name for himself. Gets chased by gay lions in London. <laughs> nah, I don't wanna get bummed by a lion. No lion. No, no, no bumming. Nah, I don't wanna get a bum by a lion. No bumming. No bumming. no bum tonight, no bum tonight, no bum tonight, no bum tonight. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion bums tonight. No bum bum tonight. No bum bum tonight. I don't even know what to say. Seen the Joker movie? 
this oh, week. Oh, wow. What do you think, yeah. boys? It's insane. Insane. Love it. It's fucking brilliant. No pun intended, but it is it's incredible. It's insane. <laughs> Where was the pun? I don't know. It's insane. Ah, good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. nice. A deep pun. Man. Very deep, yeah. <laughs> Can you, yeah, it pun. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> you thought about that all night. Yeah, I know. Since you've watched it. It's been on the tip of my tongue. Lads, I've got something for the uh, podcast. It's a really good pun. I'm just going to slip it in there. Just bear with me. Bear with me. And then 45 minutes in, he slips that in and we're like, where was the pun there? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Long pause. <laughs> <laughs> your crickets in the background. Like. <laughs> Tumbleweeds yeah. across the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's <laughs> like... <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> so the joker, yeah? Some critics absolutely love it. Some absolutely hate it. So try not to read too much into the reviews after that. And when I went to watch it, I thought it was an absolutely class film. Um, hard to watch at times, because it's quite fucked up. It's rough, man. It's in, it's incredible. I was blown away by it, to be honest. I think I think they just smashed it. They grabbed the concept of, of something that's been, what, in everyone's childhood and whatever else, and it... We've all grown up looking at the Joker, watching the Joker in the Batman films, all that sort of stuff. They're touching on stuff that had been in everyone's childhood. I say I don't think everyone's (laughs) grew up how the Joker grew up. Is it just me that's grown up into theatre and beaten, haven't they? Oh, brilliant! (laughs) Just me that's grown up and turned into a psycho clown. Yeah, so back to the Joker. Maybe slightly controversial. When I walked out of the cinema, I loved it, but I've only seen it once, and I think in the moment of being in the cinema and taking it in it was unbelievable like in every single way um, but obviously a lot of people are slating it and I don't know if I, if I watch it again it, was, it will be as good I think it's such an instantly like powerful emotional film like it proper gets you in the mindset about how someone could live with that what they've been through how they're living their life all the struggles that they're having I think it grips you in straight away. Um, but I don't know if going back it'll have the same effect. I think there's things in there that the second time through you'll notice more. And maybe because when you watch a movie for the first time, especially like that, there's a lot to take in, isn't there? And you have to sort of think about it as you go in. But going into it the second time, I feel like you'll notice other things and you'll be able to digest the movie better. So I want to go back again just to see... If it's got the same effect, and if I pick up on the little, the smaller part, parts of the film, because I think there's layers to it, definitely. I think the best part of the film for me, overall, is that it's completely plausible. Like hundred percent. It's not like Superman and Spider Man and things like that. Yeah, comic book stories and whatever else. I think a lot of people, in a way, were shocked at how, in certain senses, they could relate to him as a character, as a person almost felt sorry for him up until obviously the, the murders and yeah the shootings yeah. and the murders well, and things like that but you can you can sort of you can sort of relate to him with the anger issues and the frustration at the of the world and the lack of support and things like that and then the lack of support's a massive one because this is a mentally ill guy who goes through so much shit and he's got nobody as a support network at all and then he ends up with a gun in his hands and 
the naturally the thing that happens next it's horrendous in the film isn't it when he shoots the guys it's awful it is oh it's, it's madness but this is someone who's been who's had wait th- which bit when he shoots the three guys on the subway yeah yeah. I don't think that's horrendous I'm I sort I, of leveled I cheering, I was cheering on for him at the, at the start like yeah that's the start of his like descent into dark complete insanity yeah. isn't it when he's on that show and it's live in front of an audience and stuff like that and he just pops him in the head oh, oh my lord I just watched yeah. that oh my lord because he's gone from defending himself in a sort of way and shooting the guys who are beating the shit into him to becoming calculated and he's had a plan to go on there and shoot this guy in the face even though do you know the train killings that he shoots the guys on the train he actually chases the last one down and pops a bullet in his back doesn't he yeah and that's that's like I think that's the line where I draw where I stopped sympathising for him is because he went from defending himself to enjoying the power of hurting yeah, his having people a gun back. Yeah. and yeah in his head making a difference like in his head I think it's all justifiable what he does but obviously outside of looking in absolutely not also touching on that you said about it's not like other films like what other superhero films I think the brilliant like the whole way they've done it is it's because it's not like you don't think any part of that film could possibly be related to a superhero or even a supervillain yeah not at all it to be honest it just looks like a film about society and like that's I think how it's come across that's what I enjoyed the most about it mm. is because you don't have to like the Joker Batman DC Marvel any sort of comic book thing and watch that film because to me it's it's not about any of it it's not it's a character study of um, someone who's mentally ill ult- yeah. ultimately and I think it's brilliant and we're at a time now where people are really starting to understand mental health more and I think that's why the film's sending so many shockwaves and why some people are finding it hard to even watch it is because it's so true and relevant and the way the systems fail like one of the key parts is when his, um, his counsellor the guy he talks to is gets the funding pulled and that's one of the final nails in the coffin isn't it really yeah, yeah. pulling the funding no support for people who need it really and that's you know that's the most important thing really the, the society's let him go and yeah. he's thought fuck it it's completely it's, isolated isn't it yeah Just I think um, it. as well is well when I walked out of there I actually had a fear that something like that could happen and yeah a lot of critics and a lot of people have said the whole gun violence thing. Um, I'm not normally a person that buys into that. It's just like oh, gun violence in video games, gun violence in movies. It's all like glamorizing gangs yeah. and things like that. Get yeah. a grip. No, it's not. Like I really don't believe it is. But actually, walking out of that, I could then at that point I think for the first time of after watching a film or playing a video game, after watching that film, that for me was believable, and I can a hundred percent understand for the first time why what I call them the fuddy duddies out there have gone in and been like this is you can't you can't show this because I think one mentally ill person watches that film they're on board you think so yeah but agreed the, the fuddy duddies you're talking about yeah uh, people who've been complaining about this movie and saying oh this is going to inspire mentally ill people to do the same and if you look at America for example people are complaining in America about it and they're selling fucking guns to these same people mentally ill people they're insane in America yeah they are, mm. they are 100% but it's a, it's a film based 
in Gotham is fictional, but it's loosely based on like New York in the eighties. Yeah, and we get that feel. Yeah, hundred percent. If if they think this film is going to inspire psychopaths to start shooting people, it's not going to inspire them no more than actual school shootings that happen in America. And you see the the hotel in Vegas with a guy like shot. What was it like 50, 60 people? Oh my god, yeah. you remember that? These, that things these things actually happen, and then yeah. people are like, Oh, you can't make a movie about it, but it fucking happens. It's on the news every day, yeah. especially in America. If we're hearing about it over here, God, like we only hear about the big ones as well. We only hear about the, yeah, the 50, 60 people dying or whatever, but you know, it happens a lot every, st- every day. The stats day. are mad, but yeah, there's literally a school shooting every day nearly in America. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I think actually it'd be good to talk about Fortnite. Obviously, the end of the world for a lot of... Ten-year-old kids. Yeah, <laughs> sitting in the house, which probably comes back to the child obesity thing because they're just eating shit. <laughs> just Jinx eating can... shit. There's definitely a link there, isn't there? Oh, 100%. But obviously, um, it was the most live-streamed event of all time. Of was... all time? Yeah. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Are you joking? No. That's fucking ridiculous, to be honest. What, more what, more than numbers? sports. Right, like football, world As Cup, in like gaming. Ah, oh, okay. My yeah, bad. Yeah. Misunderstood. But it's back online now after they destroyed the first map of it. Yeah, so across like all platforms, YouTube, Twitch, anyone that streams or any form of media outlet for or like online streaming, literally every single person watched in their eyes or to a lot of children's eyes the end of the world so an asterisk came down and like blew up the map and then it was just a black hole and then it ended and then it just says uninstall game I says uninstall yeah I reckon there was millions of crying kids about oh 100% there are like fat obese kids using NHS money so just sit there Fucking eating onion rings. It does same for like yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. No, because it just they just take the piss, don't they? With bad parents, so let them do this. Just go outside, kick a ball around, you fat twat. Get it out, mate. Get it out. Yeah, no, it just annoys me. Like that's as much on the on the parents as it is on the kids. They, I know, obviously generations change, whatever, and but you still need to go out and do so. If you can't. Like, the amount of YouTube reactions is fat, obese kids filming themselves, crying, because they genuinely thought the world was ending. Not even Fortnite. The world was ending. They assumed, because it was happening on this, it's happening to them in real life. That is the most ridiculous, idiotic thing I think I've read. Just because it's happening on a game. They're so stuck in their little them online with their four mates playing Fortnite that they genuinely believe the end of that game would spark an asteroid to end our world so, so is it done completely now is it that's it there's no a second season being released now so it's back online yeah. they've, they've oh, started so it up again uh, it was off for I think a total of like 48 hours it went off Sunday night and it came back on today probably why they were like starting new servers and stuff right for the yeah yeah it's just a, yeah we'll get everyone off so they can reload stuff into it yeah but it just annoys me. Like, the link of that and child obesity 
it just really fucks me off. I could talk about this for hours. Yeah, and VAR as well. Seems like you feel quite yeah, strong. Yeah, you don't like that either, do you? No, you don't. Fucking computer stuff fucks me right off. I quite like games and donuts. Yeah, same here, man. And VAR. It's right. great. Yeah, it really in moderation. But it is. I understand it. And I play games, I find it relaxing, but in moderation. Like, there is a, sometimes I could spend a whole day playing the game, and I have. I've been guilty of it. Yeah, easily. But for me, like, if someone said, now's a bit different because we're older, pub, mm. go to the pub. Play football? Yeah, probably play If football. I saw an asteroid come down and blow the local up, I'd be fucking mortified. You'd be in tears, yeah, wouldn't absolutely. you? No more Carlin. Oh, ever. Oh, God. But back to it, it's just fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I mean... Yeah, you need to educate your kids a little bit more. <laughs> Fortnite is not the be all and end all. Fuck me, like yeah. I just go and kick a ball around. I think like yeah, parents need to have that sort of say over the matter. When I was a kid, yeah, we had the PlayStation, and you know we loved playing the PlayStation. My brother, wow, he fucking lived on it. <laughs> like I was a bit more sporty. I like to go play football and things like that. But my brother, like, is very loved, loved his computer games, and I think but well, we were controlled a lot more then. It was like. Alright, you get a couple of hours on it and then that's it. It's going off. You're going outside. You're going to go kick a ball. Go and knock door run or whatever you've got to do. You know what I mean? What did you call it? We call it rat attack ginger. No, knock door run. Bobby knocking, we call it. Oh, what? God. Bobby knocking. It sounds like you're shagging grannies. Or knocking <laughs> over it? policemen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bobby knocking. <laughs> Fuck you. what? Shagging coppers. <laughs> oh no. Gay lines. Who are that? Full circle. Right, guys, so I think that's time for us to wrap it up for this week. Uh, thank you very much for giving us a listen. Hope you've enjoyed our content. Don't be shy. If there's any topics you want us to chat about or if you just have any general feedback, please get in touch with us. Yeah, it's been really, really great to see everyone uh, liking and sharing. Uh, and it's been great for us watching the views come in over SoundCloud. I think we can all agree it's been a very exciting week. <laughs> James, you missed out. <laughs> you were supposed to say... Okay, we've, we've all had a huge. We've all had a bit. We've all had a massive stonk on all week watching the views come over. <laughs> so again, thanks for tuning in. We've been looking forward to making this since our last recording. Please continue sharing us around social media.